Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. desires the glory of the Lord right now. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. How many's got a shout of praise right now? Hallelujah. Show us your glory, Lord. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Worship in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord, we worship you. Don't hold back. He deserves all the praise, all the glory. Show us your glory, O Lord. We shout to you in victory, O God. We magnify you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah. 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 Is anybody charged up this morning? Hallelujah. Amen. God, we worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated today. Thank you, praise team. We worship you, Lord. Just don't waste this moment. Just press in. Hallelujah. We're hungry for you, Lord Jesus. We're not in a hurry. We're in your presence, oh God. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. The Lord is here today. He wants us to experience his presence. He wants us to experience renewal and refreshing. How many believes that? That God wants to refresh you today. No matter what you've been through this week, no matter what you 
that you don't know what you're about to face next week. You may have some thinking that you what you may face, but you never know what tomorrow's going to bring. But I'll let you know that God will bring you through tomorrow. Keep your faith in him. Keep your eyes on him. Keep your heart bent towards him. I want to continue in this, this thought, and I've already said it this morning, that God has had us in this season of renewing, but he also has us in this season of talking about his anointing. I didn't know what they were going to preach at prayer conference. My wife didn't know, and those who are watching didn't know, but it lines right up. I can't, I can't take that lightly. I, I can't just let that slide by. I have to let you know that God has a plan. And he's pouring out his spirit, but he's going to pour out his spirit on those who are wanting to be filled. He's not going to pour out his spirit. This is not like being at a amusement park where you just walk by and all of a sudden the roller coaster or the, the, the water flume thing and you get sprayed. Like, where did that come from? You know, you, you ever been to those water parks and there's some that they stand at the bottom where they know the water is going to come up. And they stand there and are waiting for it and, and they're getting splashed. That's who God's going to fill uh, right now. Those who are waiting and anticipating. Not the passerby like, what just happened? No, I want to be in the midst of it. I want to stand. I'm saying, God, I'm ready. Pour it on me. Pour it on me. Don't, I don't want to walk away partly dry. I want to be drenched in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I want to be overflowing with his power. And refreshed. So we're going to continue talking about his anointing today. I just added a few words to the message titled from last week to this week. Here it is. Why we need a renewing for a fresh anointing. Say it with me. Why we need a renewing for a fresh anointing. Well, let's grab our Bibles today and let's say this decoration this morning. Are you ready? I believe this is the Word of God. I believe it's fully the Word of God in both the Old Testament and the New Testament. I'm ready to receive from God's Word today. I'm alert, I'm listening, and I'm hungry. Lord, open my ears to hear and my heart to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Why is that important that we do this every week? And it's not just for you. It's partly for you to remind you of our faith in the Word of God, nothing else. That we believe this word is holy and his word is for today. Someone say today. today. I know it was written days before, but it's for us today. Afresh and alive today. His word is alive. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. And I want it to penetrate to the very depths of my soul, the very, uh, very inner core of my being. I want the word to change and transform me. I can't change the word, but it can change me. Amen. So it's for you, but it's also for those who are walking in for the very first time, who are in this culture, who's telling them that truth is just whatever you want to make it, that there's no absolute truth. How many know that's a lie from the enemy? There is an absolute truth. It's called the Word of God. And so the, those who walk in the Word, I'm not even preaching the message yet. Somebody get with me right here on the Word of God, that when we, they walk in, they hear, this is what we believe. It doesn't matter what the world is saying. We stand on the Word of God. We're not going to change to the culture. We're going to transform the culture by the power of His Word. And we know that we can do it by touching lives of those who are unbelievers, by sharing the love of Jesus Christ and the truth that God wants to set them free from the bondage that they're in. That's why, if you haven't figured out, that's why we need a fresh and a renewing anointing so we can be effective today. Amen? I better get to my notes. The anointing, again, God's pouring out power. 
How many is ready for God's pouring out power? It doesn't matter what you experienced last week in service, the week before. I need a fresh pouring out spirit today on me. I need his anointing afresh on me today so I can make it through the day and tomorrow and the next day because I don't know who I'm going to encounter, but I need to be full of the Holy Spirit so I can minister to them, speak the right thing, stand up against the right thing. Help us, O oh Lord. So I'm going to take us back in. Anybody ever had a good meal and that you're glad that you had leftovers and you couldn't wait, even though it was good, you're, you're looking forward to the leftovers. How many has ever looked forward to leftovers? Well, this is not leftovers, but this is leftover from last week, and I'm going to dig into it again, and we're going to eat on some of this word again in Luke chapter 5. I'm going to focus on verse 38. I unpacked a lot of this, but I just want to go through a little bit again before we get a couple more thoughts in. So I'm just connecting the message. Luke 5, 38. But new wine must be put into new wineskins, and both are preserved. Listen, again, the, the phrase new wine, the Greek word actually means something that is brand new. However, the Greek word for new wineskin is referring to something that has been renewed. Say renewed. Something made fresh. It's a different word. It's renewal. It's refreshing. This is how, then, they would take and renew the wineskins. They didn't just throw them out. They reused them, but they couldn't use them in the state they were in. They had to be refreshed. They had to be renewed. So they'd take the old wineskin to make it fresh. They would take it, the dried up wineskin, and they would submerge it underwater. How many is that? Overflowing, fresh, revival water of God pouring over in your life. Uh, I don't want it just yesterday, but take me down again. Take me under again. I need a refreshing because I've been out in this world. I've been dried up. Uh, I need a refreshing from God. But it doesn't stop there. They would bring the wineskin out of the water, and then they would start to rub the olive oil, representing an for us, the anointing of God. How many is a fresh coat of anointing right now? That you need your skin pliable. That you need your soul stretched a little bit more. You need your spirit increased. You need to be strengthened by the presence of God. And you're saying, God, rub your oil into my life, into this old wineskin. They would repeat the process. I want to let you know, I'm not done being in process. Is anybody else with me in process right now? Is God still working on you? Is God still moving you through and changing, and changing your mindset on some things, uh, refreshing you? It doesn't mean we're going to hell. We're going to heaven. I want to go there, though, completely whole. I want to be made a, a new and like him. I want to draw closer to him. I don't want to just barely get in. I want to be full. I don't want to be empty when I get there. I want to be full of his presence when I get there because I've been in his presence every day. We need to be renewed every morning. His mercies are new every morning, right? They would repeat this process until the wineskin was soft and flexible. Some of us maybe need to be more flexible, <laughs> be softened up. It only happens when you keep going through the process. Because as soon as you think that you are soft and flexible, uh, the world hits you again and you start drying up one more time and you got to go back through the process. Someone say the process is okay. I want to go back through the process. I've not made it yet. I'm still in process. I'm being renewed. This was a way of making new, renew, or fresh wineskins. So listen, say it with me. Look at this. I'm an old wineskin. I'm an old wineskin. Ch change that next slide. I'm an old wineskin. It should be up there. One more. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. There might be there. Keep going. One more. 
There we go. Say it with me. I'm an old wineskin. I'm an old wineskin. I need renewing. You're saying it with me. Go ahead. I need a refreshing. We got started again. I'm an old wineskin. I'm going to do something I've not done. If you're an old wineskin, go ahead and stand up. You're like, in the message? Yes, in the message. I'm an old wineskin. I need a renewing. I need a refreshing. I desire the fresh anointing and the new wine. If you really mean that, go ahead and give the Lord praise. Lord, renew me. Renew me today. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I won't do that again until the end of the message. That doesn't mean that you can't stand up. I've been moved on before in the middle of the message. Just had to stand up and say amen. Because God is doing something. Lord, move in this place today. Next verse. Or next, next slide here. I want you to see this. Luke 5.38. But new wine must be put in, say it, fresh wineskins. And I didn't stay on this point long last week. This is where I want to hold out for a moment. And both are preserved. Both are preserved. The new wine and the wineskin. Listen to this. Think about what the old wineskin has been through. They carried it around. It was out in the sun. It was probably dropped on the ground. Remember, it's made out of, out of leather. They would, it would be tough, but it would become brittle. It was very useful. They, they couldn't just recycle. It wasn't like a plastic bottle they would just throw out. There was a process to make that, that leather bottle that held the new wine. And so they saw the value in that. And they're like, we can't just throw this out. We can't just fill it in a landfill. We've got to recycle this one right here. We've got to refresh this one right here because there was too much of a price that was paid in. Do you know what the, line, the, the wine skin came from? It was from, a, from an animal skin. It was made out of leather. There was a value in that life. We've got to value life. And so they're like, we can't just throw this out of some cheap thing. We've got to refresh it. But it's got to be refreshed to have the new wine. It'd be drug around sometimes. I, I imagined it was hanging from a rope, and maybe that slid off the, of the donkey, and then they, they were carrying it. It looked like, oh, we better get that. It's dragging on the back of the ground. And if we don't take care of this, it's going to be ruined. And so we're going to have to refresh this because I want to refill it with some new wine. So think about the process. Here, here's where I've been. That God doesn't throw you out because you have been used and abused. Next slide. God hasn't thrown you out because you have been used and abused. He refreshes you to be healed and filled. It doesn't matter what you've been through, what people have said about you, how they have used you, how they have abused you physically, emotionally, spiritually. It doesn't matter what you have faced. God is not done with you. He looks at you and says, you're an old wineskin. I'm not done with you, though. I've got a process that I can take you through. I'm going to take you back to the refreshing waters, and I'm going to dip you inside, and you're going to feel the coolness of the water, and you're going to feel the coolness of my presence. You're going to feel peace because I'm surrounding you. Think about that. When you are submerged, you're completely surrounded, right? I want 
want to let you know when you're submerged in the presence of God, you are completely surrounded by him. There's a peace that surpasses all understanding. The world doesn't understand it. How do you get this peace? Because I've been submerged in the presence of the Lord. I'm not thinking about anything else. It's about the presence of God. In my younger days, I would, I would swim a little bit, and I loved going underwater. I'd go down there as long as I could. I would practice at night holding my breath. I would watch the clock to see how long I could hold my breath. So I could, when I go swimming, I could stay under longer. But you know, there's something different when you're under the water. Sound is different. You don't hear the things up above the water like you hear when you're underwater. You can have someone yell, and all you hear is boom, boom, boom. I think somebody's trying to talk. Get under the water of the presence of the Lord. You don't hear what the devil is saying. All you hear is boom, boom, boom. You don't hear him speaking negative things in your ears. You don't hear the negative things that he said about you or about your family or about where you're going, where you've been. All you hear is that I'm surrounded and I have something. Now I'm hearing. Don't you hear your heartbeat sometimes under that water? You hear what's inside of you. Get surrounded by the presence of the Lord. And then get ready for the fresh anointing. Because he wants to refresh us. He wants to heal us. He wants to fill us. Listen, God doesn't want his new wine that he is pouring into you to be wasted. This is what he's saying, that you don't put new wine in an old wineskin because it will burst and both will be wasted. But if you go through the process and refresh the wineskin, they won't be wasted, but both the wine and the wineskin will be preserved. God doesn't want to waste the anointing he's pouring into us. He wants to renew us so we can flow in that anointing. So we can flow in that new wine that he's given us, that life. That's what new life, that wine represents, the life that God gives us. He doesn't want it to be wasted. And here's the thing, the world wants you to spill it out and waste it. And the enemy wants to try to tell you you've been wasting it. Now, you're going to pour it out. You're going to, you're going to touch people's lives uh, with the life that's in you. But God wants to refresh you so that when you're in a pressure moment, when you're in a, in a place, and we talked about the anointing and what it takes, uh, the different pressures that it takes to squeeze out that anointing out of that, or that oil, that oil out of the olive, uh, and that, that's representing this, this anointing in our lives. There's going to be times where you're, you're going to be pressed. You're going to be squeezed. But I want to let you know that God is refreshing so that you don't burst out, that you don't break up, because there's something alive in you, something the world needs to hear. But the world is also trying to bring you down, and, and all this negative stuff that you, that you may be hearing, it dries you up. And if you're not careful, if you don't get under, uh, under the presence of the Lord and submerge in his presence, uh, you may have the right thing in you, but it's going to come out the wrong way. That's what happens when the wineskin bursts. Uh, it's supposed to come out of the top, uh, uh, the nozzle where it can be poured out. But if it bursts, it comes out of everything, out of the seams. Uh, now, there's a difference when the anointing pours out of us, but when it's coming out because we're, we get this holy anointing and we get this holy uh, uh, indignation and we start yelling at people in, in the name of the Lord, and it's not really love that's talking. Because you're allowing the world that's affected us. You're allowing a personality that's, God underneath your skin. 
But when you have the presence of the Lord, that's why we got to keep going back through the process. Lord, refresh me, renew me, because I want your anointing. I want this new wine to come out of me the right way. The right way. Well, that was last week's message. Now I want to go to Matthew chapter 9. Now, I know if you're looking at the slide, you see three dots there. I did that on purpose. I know you're like, well, I'm supposed to fill in a blank. Well, hold on. You'll get it. But listen to this. Matthew chapter 9, verse 14. Then the disciples of John came to him saying, Why do we and the Pharisees fast often, but your disciples do not fast? Now, remember the context from last week, that the beginning of that new wine. They were asking Jesus about fasting. And I spent a little bit of time there. I'm not going to spend much time there again, but they were talking about fasting. You've got to look at the whole context. We're looking at this again, Matthew, this time. And Jesus said to them, Can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as they long as the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. No one puts a piece of unstrung cloth on an old garment, for the patch pulls away from the garment and the tear is made worse. Nor do they put new wine into old wineskins, or else the wineskins break, the wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined. But they put new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. Look, same account, but did you see something different? Same story. Did you know something different? Let's look at verse 15. And Jesus said unto them, Can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them? We need a fresh anointing for mourning. I need an anointing to help me through my mourning. He says there's going to be a time for mourning, but when the bridegroom's with them, it's not time for, for that. They're celebrating what about to happen. When he goes away, then they begin to mourn. But there's a time for mourning, right? There's an anointing for mourning. If you want to do anything the right way, you need the mourning. I mean, you need the anointing. Say it right. If you want to do anything the right way, you need the anointing. God gives us the gift of grieving. But if we do it only in our emotions, we'll do it wrong. But if we do it in the anointing of the Lord, he helps us grieve to get through the process of the loss. Doesn't mean the loss never goes away, but we are able to handle it better because there's an anointing to handle the grieving. Have you met some of those people who had, didn't have the anointing of grieving? All they had was the emotion of grieving. They were a mess. They were a wreck. I'm not putting them down. We've all, we've all have our moments. We, we've all. Has anybody ever in this room ever had a moment? Anybody online, have you ever had a moment? And you're wondering, what is wrong with me? How am I, why am I acting? Why is all this emotion coming out of me? Am I, am I safe? Am I normal? Am I about to lose it? Has anybody been there? Sweet God has created us. We are emotional, but he also wants to pour an anointing in us to be able to have the right way to grieve. 
the right, the right way to express those emotions because he's saying, I'm with you. I'm beside you. In this, in this crying out, I hear your cry. I, I'm not leaving you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'm with you, and I want to refresh you, to pour into you the new life. You're not in this alone. See, it's in those times where the enemy wants to try to speak to you. You're, you're messed up. You're broken. You can't minister to people in that state. If they could see your brokenness, no, Lord, let them see our brokenness because we're nothing without you. Amen. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Meaning that I know I need the Savior. I need a Redeemer. Can't do it in my own strength. Can't fake it. It needs to be real, authentic. This world right now is looking for real people. We need a fresh anointing for morning. Matthew 5, verse 4. The next verse, verse 3 is, blessed are those who are poor, right? The next verse, blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. There's an anointing for comforting. Listen to these verses. John 14, verse 16. I'm going to give it to you in the, in the King James and the New King James. King James says this, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever new king james and the other translations use this word and i will pray the father and he will give you another helper he's our comforter he's our helper jesus says i'm going away but i'm not going to leave you abandoned i'm not going to leave you like an orphan i'm going to leave you in the hands of the holy spirit his presence is going to be with you. He's going to abide with you. He's going to help you. He's going to comfort you in times of need. That's why I want to be submerged in his presence that drowns out the noise of this world so I can hear the heartbeat of God within me. Because he's filled me. He's filled you. So let's do the Bible. You ready? This week, read Matthew 9, 14 through 17. Then I want you to read Joel chapter 2, verse 18 through 29. I'll let you fill in the blanks here. I'll read it, and I want us to read together. Pray this. Lord, renew and refresh me in the fullness of spiritual life in you. I desire a fresh anointing. I humbly seek a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit for myself my family, and my church. Before we read together, I just got to stay here for a moment. Why we need a fresh anointing? I can't live off of my experience when I got saved when I was six years old. I'm safe in his hands since I was six years old. I can't live off the experience of being filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit when I was 13 years old. It was real. 
I can tell you, I can, in my mind right now, I see the place, and some of you might be thinking the same thing where you were at when the Spirit of God fell on you in a way that was different than before, and I began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave me the utterance. I can tell you where I was at. I can tell you those around me. I can tell you that moment, but I can't live off that moment. I need a freshness because I'm an old wineskin, and that life that was in me, it seeps out. If it don't get sealed back up, it will seep out if I don't use it. It'll spoil if I don't use it the right way. I don't want it to spoil. I want it to be fresh in me to be poured out when God is calling me to say something. Help us, O Lord. So say this with me as a prayer. Lord, renew and refresh me in the fullness of spiritual life in you. I desire a fresh anointing. I humbly seek a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit for myself for my family and my church. Let's look at Joel chapter 2 for a moment. Now, you recall in chapter 1 that a swarm of locusts came in and devoured everything. And this, this vision that Joel's seen. Verse 18 in chapter 2, though, says this, Then the Lord will be zealous for his land and pity his people. How many knows that the Lord doesn't leave us in disaster? We heard a great phrase yesterday. Your condition is not your conclusion. Let that sink in. The condition that you're in is not the conclusion. If you're in a hard condition right now, that's not the end of the story. The condition that was happening here wasn't the end of the story for the people of God. If you, if you heard anything through the last two years as we talked about Nehemiah and the rebuilding... He didn't leave them in the condition. God had a different conclusion for them. In this post-COVID era that we're in, God is not done with the church. We're not letting it stop us. Believe me, if I was going to throw in a towel, I wouldn't have painted anything in here. I wouldn't have got on my hands and knees or asked my son-in-law to do the same, to put flooring on it. I wouldn't have my daughter tearing up her knuckles, putting flooring down on the floor. It wouldn't have been worth it. We're not just here to make a, a place pretty. We're here to say this is the place where God's people can come in and worship. And there's a purpose and there's a plan and there's a promise. And God is preparing us. So we want to be ready for that. But I also want to be ready spiritually. So I'm not going to just get on my knees to lay floor. I'm going to get on my knees and pray. God, pour out your spirit in this place. Lord, prepare us for what you're about to do. The Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I will send you grain and, say it with me, new wine. How many is ready for new wine? I'm going to send you new wine. He's saying that to us. He's going to send us new wine, but where is he going to pour it into? He needs fresh vessels. I need to be made fresh. And you will be satisfied by them. I will no longer make you reproach among the nations, but I will remove far from you the northern army, and I'll drive him away into a barren, desolate land. With his face towards the eastern sea and his back towards the western sea, his stench will come up and his foul odor will rise because he has done monstrous things. Yeah. 
He's driving back the enemy. Can we prophetically begin to pray that right now? Lord, we drive back the enemy. We call in those who are unsaved from the north, south, east, and west. But, Lord, we drive back the enemy that's trying to stand in the way of coming into here. We declare in the name of Jesus, uh, Satan, you have no authority in this place. Uh, you don't have no authority on this property. There's not a place here that you're welcome. You are cast out away from here. And we open the doors for the season of salvation that is coming in. You know why we need a fresh anointing? Because there's some lost sons and daughters that are out there that we're going to pray. Pray and keep on praying. There's some family members of you, of yours, that are not saved. There's people around this neighborhood who haven't heard the name of Jesus in the right way. And we're going to say, Jesus is alive in this place. Jesus is the redeemer of our life. Jesus is the restorer of my soul. That's why we need a fresh anointing. 21 says, fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done marvelous things. Do not be afraid. Your beasts of field for the open pastures are springing up. Oh, we got to see that. There's open pastures beginning to spring up. The harvest field is still out there. And it is not dried up. It's not withered up. It is alive and fresh and ready to be pulled up. God, we claim it right now in the name of Jesus. We're not afraid of what the culture is doing because our eyes is on you. And the trees bears its fruit. The fig tree and the vine and the vineyard and the vine will yield their strength. Be glad. Turn to your neighbor. Say, be glad. Then, you children of Zion. And rejoice in the Lord God, for he has given you the former rain faithfully. And he will cause the rain to come down for you, the former and the latter rain in the first month. He's about to do an outpouring in this place. Lord, we believe it. We declare it. Lord, we are open for an outpouring of your presence. We're ready for an outpouring. Will somebody preach with me? Lord, we're praying, oh God. We're ready, oh Lord Jesus, for an outpouring. Then the threshing floors shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall, say it with me, overflow with new wine and oil. He's not done refreshing. His anointing oil hasn't dried up. It's ready to be freshly poured on us today. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. I declaim back right now everything that 2020 has taken away. I declare right now God is pouring it back into the church, not just here, but all over this nation. We are claiming right now what the enemy is trying to devour, what the locusts try to eat up, and what they did eat up. We're saying it's going to be restored, and it's going to be restored uh, even more than. Uh, I don't have a number of how many. I just know it's going to be more than. Someone say more than. Our God is not weaker than he was in 2020. He's always been strong. He can't get weak. Uh, he doesn't lose provision. Amen. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills, and he owns all the hills. That hasn't changed. They're trying to say that in this day that we're in, that new churches won't be built because the financial companies are not going to support it. Fooey. 
Our God is able to raise, we're, no, we're a church, I'm saying, Lord, whatever you want to do here, Lord, you're able to help us do it without a loan. Because we can take a loan from heaven, and we don't have to pay it back. The Lord is able. How many believes that the Lord is able? I've heard, how many has ever heard stories of churches being blessed beyond their imagination? And they're not any better people than you are. And than us. But when God says, and he sees a people who've gone through a process, and he sees that they have made themselves flexible and soft and pliable, and they see that they've been through the process of refreshing, saying, Lord, now I need an infilling. We're not just going through the motions, but we're going through the process. And I'm going to be dedicated to your word. I'm going to be dedicated to prayer. And he is going to pour out beyond our imaginations. Verse 26. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God. Who dwelt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Why do we need a fresh anointing for our sons and for our daughters? But I want to let you know, it's not that we need it just for them. They need a fresh anointing. Because he says, I'm going to pour out my spirit in those days on my sons and my daughters. I'm telling you right now, there's some prodigals out there that are going to come back and they're going to have an encounter with God that they weren't expecting. And God is going to pour out his spirit. But I want to say to those who are already faithful, to this young generation that's already in church and staying in church, I want to let you know there's a promise for them. If you're watching online or if you're in this room, I'm talking about our children in the children's church right now. They don't have to wait. God wants an outpouring and pour out his spirit on them. He's going to bless the faithful. And I'm telling you, one of the greatest testimonies is not that I went away and came back. One of the greatest testimonies is that I stayed in the presence of the Lord. We thank the Lord for all the prodigals to come back, but I want to pray for ones that don't have to become prodigals, but they can become prophets. They become pastors. They, they become preachers. They become teachers. They become anointed by God because they said, I'm going to be faithful and their sons and daughters are ready for an outpouring right now. Lord, revive right now in our churches sons and daughters who are alive. I want to hear from them. Don't be surprised when there's some younger people opening up with prayer. They may not get it perfect. I thank the Lord for my pastor when I was 18, 19 years old, having me in front opening with devotions. He did a bad thing. He tried to get us to memorize scripture in Sunday school. One of those days I was on the stage. I thought I had the scripture memorized, and I started saying it, and I couldn't get it. And I turned to him and said, what is that? And he had it. Lord, help us. We need it for our old men and young men. 
There's some old men in here that need a refreshing. I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm just saying it in a good way. There's some old men in here that need a refreshing. There's some young men in here that needs a refreshing. How many of you says right now, I can use refreshing? Just hold up. I need a refreshing, oh God. This is what your word says. I need a refreshing for our men, servant, and our mate. Nobody's left out in this. Will you stand to your feet this morning? This is why we need a fresh anointing. To be ready for this culture that we're in. At any given moment. To declare the truth of the Lord. So praise teams come back right now. I was getting ready to say, you have to forgive me, but I'm not going to use that phrase. You just have to bear up, bear, bear with me right now. Just got out of prayer conference. The room, was, the room was full. And then there was a simple altar call. Anybody who wants to respond to the word, anybody who wants a fresh anointing, don't stay in your seat. Come up here. Same call right now. If you need a fresh anointing, if you have to sit First row, second row, but just moving out does something. We're going to enter into the presence of the Lord right now. Heavenly Father, we need you. I need a freshing. I'm an old wineskin. But I need renewed because you're not done with me. You're not done with every person in this room. You're doing something right now. Refreshing, refreshing, oh God. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what's going on when that wineskin was all dried up? It couldn't have the capacity for the new wine. It could hold a little bit, but not very much, and it was going to seep through. But it went through the process, and it began to expand. And it's... It begin to make room for the new anointing. How many wants to make room right now for a fresh anointing? Press in. Will you lead us?
whatever you want.